We have Netflix and Hulu and HBO Go. The volume's turned up and the lights are down low. I stream, you stream. Hello and welcome to I Stream, You Stream, the Binge Watchers podcast. I'm Olivia Osol. And I'm John Bennett, and we're still alive. Hey. Did you miss us? Are you still listening? Are we you We got there? a lot of people messaging us, wondering why we hadn't released the next uh, podcast. And they're saying, guys, it's quarantine. Aren't you doing nothing but watching things all day, every day? That's what you did when life was normal. And it's a weird thing that happened. We really haven't been watching that much. <laughs> Happy quarantine. Considering all of our free time... Uh, it's been, it's been um, difficult for some reason to feel like excited about things. Well, I think my experience is that it is tough to be a passive participant in entertainment for me personally right now. And that's a discovery that you actually made for me. You're welcome. You're welcome. I'm a bit of um, an arm, armchair psychologist therapist you know professional in an armchair yeah mm-hmm. very expensive call me yeah okay <laughs> we watched uh, let's just we're just gonna kind of blast gonna through blow, some stuff so through it we watched yesterday on hbo it was by danny boyd who did the slumdog millionaire and many other movies he actually did train spotting and slumdog millionaire which is amazing Irish director. It was cute. Yeah. It was the one where everybody in the world forgets the Beatles except for one guy who then writes, uh, quote unquote, writes all the Beatles songs. And This is not something we're giving away, by the way. It's in in all of the trailers about it. Right. And if you don't want to watch the trailer to spoil, then I'm sorry about your life. Yeah. Sorry about it. Okay. uh, We we also watched Knives Out with my parents. Oh, we're quarantining with my parents. In Minnesota. Woo. Um, So, Knives Knives Out. Out worth a watch yeah it was actually pleasantly surprising it was well done it was funny the characters were interesting it was well written um it was directed by ryan johnson who directed the the eighth star wars movie the whatever rise of the fucking whatever the fuck and he he he's made a career of doing indie films and then he got the star wars job and it was interesting because this movie was really well done and you could tell that maybe he had less kind of <laughs> ghosts on his back or something, you know, and, and, and telling a story that he wanted to tell us instead of telling somebody else's story, like he can build a world. And so I was skeptical going in where I was pissed off about star Wars, but then I really enjoyed this and it made me like Ryan Johnson again. I didn't know any of that going in. So, um, <laughs> So I was just going on a ride that I enjoyed. But that's basically my life story. So, you know. Anyways, the as in the micro, so the macro, or whatever these, they say. Mm-hmm. Um, Tiger but, King. Yeah, Tiger King. Yay. I'm sad that I am even speaking about it because um, – I just, yeah, just the animal abuse was horrible. Yeah, I don't know. If and they're a bunch of fucking idiots. Yeah. 
The and first I think people are like making too many jokes about it without like acknowledging that there's like serious, serious issues. Also, like the way that if people are coming out in the world like full of so much hate for Carol Baskin, it's like I don't know, it's just disgusting. Carol fucking Baskin. Baskin. <laughs> Killed her husband. Whacked. Whatever. I yeah, I mean I don't think anybody in that show is a likable person. Um the only guy well, yeah, I liked the was they, the not the way that they portrayed them, no. Right. I mean it's an interest like Obvi- I guess they yeah. even handedly made everyone look like a dick. Right, but it's it's also like you're dealing with the underbelly of society in a lot of ways, and so it's like we shouldn't be one shocked, but two. Meth is like, a hell of a drug. Right, exactly. Yeah, like meth is a hell of a drug, and like I don't know, people are people are crazy, and <clears throat> that's it. Okay, we started watching a few. Okay, so HBO. It's the third season of Westworld, and we were very disappointed in season two of Westworld. Loved season one of Westworld. So... Yeah, season one was extremely interesting. Season two... Garbage. Hot garbage. I was still intrigued because I had leftover intrigue from season one. There was like eight different plot lines. Yeah, I felt invested. There was way too much going on. I didn't know what time zone we were in ever and I didn't But also they set up anymore. to me they set up the characters in Westworld 1 uh-huh. to essentially like have their own it's just been really interesting when a show that's this long like you're looking at these physical and I get it like you're looking at the physical bodies and the physical bodies aren't actually um like the motivations of the brain behind the physical body change uh, between seasons one and two and then again between two and three. And so it's just a weird thing where I feel like a lot of times you watch a show that lasts for multiple seasons and you can get invested in like, I know this person, you know, like you watch Breaking Bad and it's like he, Brian Cranston is whatever the, uh, you know, Heisenberg or whatever. And like you watch that show and that's the character. And with Westworld, one of the tough things is like multiple like actors playing multiple different characters and jumping between the timelines and like you don't know who's who and like characters that are like leading roles that then just like disappear or they'll come back in these weird like mm-hmm. I'm still in this show. Remember me? I'm the Brit. And it's like Well, I, don't I think another thing that starts to happen is that because um because like people die so many times and because people come back to life so many times, but like, you know, sorry about the spoiler alerts, but that's pretty much that that's, you know, if you've seen one one episode, you understand that. So anyways, um, it's like, there's no stakes anymore. You know, you're just like, okay, they're not real. Right, they can't right. die. Who cares? And so what I will say about three <laughs> is it's always had good action. It's always had really good action, and they've always done really good cinematography around the action. And, like, I find the soundtrack is is less – like, season one, the soundtrack was awesome. Yeah, it was super That cool. piano, yeah. like, all the hits. And they're, like, still, like, hey, remember that thing that we did? But, like, yeah. it's a different thing. 
I just so I don't notice the soundtrack as much. The dialogue is like cringe-worthy. dialogue is terrible. Every single thing they say, like for an example, well, I'm just gonna read from this front page of the Star Tribune Variety or something. Is it the front page? Who knows? Anyways, this is what it sounds like. For avoiding premature death, hum a birthday tune under your breath. Get rid of the grime. Wash your hands all the time. Like literally, that's what it sounds like. They're whispering, but then they're always they're a little more charged. But there's a little extra energy. Hey, Every, do I know you? It's a whole Keanu Reeves movie. The whole thing. Every single character is, is played by Keanu, Keanu Reeves. <laughs> Whoa. <laughs> so yeah. Um so and then what we were we had this discussion and it's interesting like they kept talking about season 3 like oh that's the end. This is the end. We've built to this. And then they sneakily dropped, you know, a week ago or something. Uh, Westworld renewed for a season 4. Um, and it's very interesting with the quarantine that I feel like a lot of the IP like they were trying to get the guy from uh Watchmen to come back and do another season and it's really a stuff that's established IP right now I feel like they're instead of having to like invest any funds in new ideas they want to just work with the hits because the infrastructure is already there so we'll see what happens I just like I don't know who out there who out there please tell me who out there is watching Westworld and is like I totally understand this I totally vibe with this and I love it Please. Without watching the Alt Shift X. Call videos. me and explain it. <laughs> okay. A second show that we're intrigued by is Run. We watched one episode. We'll report back. Yeah. And then the last thing is we watched all of the Nick. Yes. And that, my friends. It's a good show. Is e- it's easily top three shows of all time for me. Really? Upon, upon rewatching. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I like uh, a realization. I guess I was having a little bit later, but sort of new, but never really thought thought about, is that they are actually using a lot of true history, um, and true history. What the hell does that even mean? Anyway, uh, no. it's inspired. Yeah, it's inspired by um, history and. Um, you're welcome. <laughs> this, welcome to my TED Talk. <laughs> so, the point is, is, I have no point and I'm going to die. Moving on. No, but, so, I mean, <laughs> it's tough to innovate with cin- with cinema, and I really appreciate when something is innovative. Yeah, well, and it's just incredible acting on top of well, cool-ass incre- cinematography. And that's, I think, what the Nick does to innovate is you... The set design, like it was, it came out at about the same time, maybe a couple of years after, um, the, what Mad Men, and yeah. I feel like Mad Men was lauded as like the god of set design, and like look at how fucking awesome this like 1950s, and like they put all the posters on the walls were like done up like it was the 50s, and all the newspapers. But and, Mad like, Men was thing, amazing, and I'm not taking it away from that, but what I'm yeah. saying is. This show, mm-hmm. to me, mm-hmm. is on a set design level something that is equally as impressive. Oh, yeah. And the way that they shot 
on location in New York in real places, but then in in modern day, like they didn't shoot a lot of the stuff on a soundstage. They shot like they found apartments in New York, and it's crazy that now they're probably like, you know, <laughs> heritage sites and whatnot. But at the time, people just lived there. You know, yeah. like I that. Mean, I'm just outraged that that show had to end after two seasons. Yeah, and, and it's Westworld is getting a fourth season. But that's again where HBO money versus you know um, stars. What was it? Cinemax. Cinemax. Yeah, which is actually owned by HBO. I got a phone call to make. <laughs> so, um, if you have the chance, it's on Cinemax. But it is to me. Yeah, this was the second time I watched it through. It's heartbreaking from the start. Yeah, it doesn't it, let up. It's it doesn't let up, and it's episode. and it's gruesome. But yeah. I think watching that show, especially with the cinematography and the dialogue and the acting and the relationships and all that, it's got Bono's daughter. It's got Clive Owen, uh, who like a decade after Children of Men did that movie, which to me, I just, I've always liked Clive Owen. He is my one true king. It's because he played King Arthur in a movie. (laughs) Wow. Congratulations. Okay, guys, this was great. Happy quarantine. Uh, Coming to you live from (laughs) (laughs) Minnesota. Minnesota. So we'll talk soon. Um, yeah, the password this week. Oh, the password. Is the code word. Dumpfnumpful. Clock. Dumpfnumpful clock. It's also Good luck. my dog's name. <laughs> <laughs>